Hello again, followers and subscribers, new listeners and new viewers too. I'm Top Toes. And I'm Any, and you are listening to the Oh Those Toes podcast. So, um, <laughs> because we did a, a impromptu two-part episode, um, I almost feel like we didn't record lo- last week, and it feels like it's been a while since I've talked to you. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I feel sensation. like like we took like a really long time off, I feel like, even though we didn't. <laughs> we really didn't, but, you know, we, we knew we didn't have to talk. We knew we could take some downtime a little bit, and... Yeah, that feels weird. And now I feel like I missed you. So I missed you. I did. I missed you, Top Toes. I did. And it was really hard uh, to catch up, I feel like. Like, our, our, our messages, our texts, our very brief, like, you know, during the day phone calls was not enough. We've also personally just had two very busy weeks um, that sort of culminated with uh, both of us finally getting our vaccines, which is great. Looking forward to getting out into the kink world in person. It's the first step towards. I think that's awesome. And I feel like we're so in sync because mine was not planned at all. No, I I... willed yours. I made my appointment and willed yours to happen. And then we get the same exact vaccine, which you'd already done research on. So I, I didn't mine. have to. <laughs> and I, I know that's a, it's a subject with all different thoughts and opinions. So I think since we're not a uh, medical podcast, let's leave our opinion out of uh, which vaccine we chose to get. But just, yeah, the coincidence in the universe that we both got the same in the same week. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's the whole point of this. It's like we're so in sync. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it has been a busy week uh, for me. Some good things, some bad things. And um, mostly, though, I think, right, same with you. Um, But mostly, I think I'm just ready to kind of uh, get over this little hump and move forward with all the cool shit we're doing. Yes. um, Happy to tease an announcement or two, make an announcement or two. Um, I guess the first one will make the formal announcement that we have buttoned down uh, a date for Foot Party 3. That will be Foot Party 3 and the Top Toes Birthday Bash and the gloves or pants come off version of the party. (laughs) Should Um, we call it a Foot Party at this point? Like, I think it's going to be more like a kink party. It's like... I, I mean, We're I think gonna I'm going to try to keep it feet, but yeah, we need to figure out how to, um, how to proper title this, especially before we put the announcement up on FetLife. Because uh, if we just say King Party there, we're going to get paddlers. We're going to get this, that, the other. If we just say Foot Party, a lot of the people who were at our prior two might not understand that this one is um, the risque, the... Uh, truly adult version the um right well, the uncensored. Spade spade. we're hoping to see some feet on penises <laughs> <laughs> well i um i'm gonna go with my you could go any which way i think because you're such a kinky person so there you could have a lot going on right i think for me mostly it's gonna be my feet and i think that the people that i invite and my 
followers and the people that love me are going to want to see my feet. I don't think they're going to be there for anything else. Although, oddly, I've been getting a lot of requests for my face, um, which is a little flattering. So, um, you know, thank you for those of you that are so interested in seeing my face all the time. It's a nice face. It can be seen on Instagram. <laughs> uh, so far, it has not been seen on uh YouTube, we've uh, kept the camera uh, below the knees for the most part, but um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do the face on YouTube. Uh, YouTube is a is a little bigger audience, I think. Yeah, you know, and and we, people we mind... know our we know our community on Instagram better. Maybe over time, we'll know our community in a lot more places better. Um, again, it's just that we fall back to Instagram as a, as our safe space in a way, right. Um, and we are, above all else, podcasters, not YouTubers. Right. Absolutely true. Um, I know that you, you know, you've been wanting to kind of put that out there to make sure that everybody knows that we're not always going to be on YouTube. Well, okay, let me take a step back. Our episodes, the audio will always be available on YouTube, um, just because I think that a lot of people are not comfortable with Apple podcasts or Spotify or any of the other ones. Like they're just not podcast listeners like we are now. Mm -hmm. Um, So they go back to the YouTube, even if they don't have anything to see, uh, they'll still just listen on YouTube, um, which is fine, which is fine with us. Like, Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, I think the numbers show it when we backfilled YouTube with our audio only, people tuned in yeah um, people were still listening and then, yep. we, and then after that we gave them a little gift with a few episodes in a row that had a visual component but yeah we're podcasters that's that's what we love to do that's just bringing our podcast to a different audience in a different way and i think it's a great idea yeah i mean i've been uh really putting my feet on youtube for years and years now it's just that my page has always been private because um, I didn't want it to get shut down. And it used to be the way that I would get my videos to my customers. Mm. Um, so that way I could keep track of, you know, like if they forwarded that link anywhere and the numbers rose really high, I knew like something was up and I would pull that video down. Um, but I've, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. It just wasn't public. And so, yeah, that was our debut, the, uh, what was our episode? Feet. Fuck those feet. Yes. Um, Fuck those feet was our um, YouTube debut. Um, we didn't make it too risque, but <laughs> it was it was a nice way to debut because you were able to give a little bit of uh, demonst- demonstrative motion, as the case may be. A little but bit, I think yeah. <laughs> I think still the episode stands on um, on its own as a podcast. But let's not get too terribly into reviewing our own podcast. I did want to bring up, <laughs> um, because in the dearth of our communication, I'm not even sure I got a chance to let you know, but um, one of our followers out of FetLife is a podcaster themselves, reached out to us, had some really nice things to say, turned into as we've become podcasters and podcast listeners and, and love the podcast community. I've listened to, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to a bunch of uh, his episodes, their episodes. Um, so shout out to the folks at uh, the Kinky AF. Well, 
when you're searching it, it's Kinky AF Podcast. When they announce it, it is the Kinky as Fuck Podcast with the Rev and V. They're awesome people. I'm so glad that they decided to reach out to us because I'm enjoying their content immensely. Oh, gosh. I've been so busy that I really haven't had a chance to to listen to too many podcasts. I barely had a chance to sort of review our own. And I'll be honest, I have not listened to a single podcast this week. I've, I even missed Sia's, but um, she's got a really good one on too. So I'm, I'm going to uh, maybe do the whole bath thing. I know that some of our uh, listeners listen to us in the bath. So I think I may do that a little later, do the bath thing, maybe do some laundry and really catch up on all my podcasts. It, it is popular. I, maybe maybe it's a vocal minority, but for us to know a countable number of people who have told us to listen to in the bath, the Oh Those Toes podcast, the podcast to listen to in your bathtub. <laughs> nah, it, doesn't, it doesn't roll as good. It doesn't, but... <laughs> but you can if you want to. <laughs> if we need to do a YouTube bath cam. I just think it would be so echoey if you recorded from the bathtub. I have a fairly large uh, bathroom and tub, so I bet if I maybe left the door open, it wouldn't be so echoey. So fans, write in and say, you want (laughs) the any in the bathtub, oh, those toes, listen from, while we broadcast from, the bathtub episode. I got to tell you, our last episode, or two episodes with Elle, I think that we really outdid ourselves. Like, I think we gave our... Uh, YouTubers a really big treat because it was two pairs of feet and L's are gorgeous and they're they're different than mine so it was like you got almost everything in that in those two episodes it was awesome so I don't I don't know that I'm gonna maybe you know do a bath but maybe we could have our guests doing the bath (laughs) oh maybe one of our listeners who uh, regularly listens from the bath will join us on the podcast from the bath. Well, I I do know of one that listens in the bath and I would love it if she. I think we're thinking the same person. We probably are. Call them out right this moment. (laughs) Um, But uh, it does bring me to the, we said, write in and tell us, write in and tell us this, write in and tell us anything. Um, I put on, and I think I started to get some decent traction. I put a uh, a note or a journal on FetLife, uh, reminding our listeners there that um, we're always looking for input, uh, whether it be a compliment. Uh, we love those. A criticism. <laughs> we actually, we actually love those too, because uh, we we want to be better. Uh, it, it is our nature. We're not going to settle for less than the best we can do. So if you've got a legitimate criticism, please, we, we'd like to know that too. Yeah. Maybe it's something we can fix. And um, I don't mean something to bash us. I mean, something that you think might help us. Um, I did get an offer uh, from someone to create some original music for us. That uh, would be really cool because. Did I send you that? More... I don't think, I don't think I sent you that. Or did no, I? you didn't. You didn't. I remember at one point I su- had a suggestion but I didn't know how on earth with the format of our podcast we'd get around copyright, but it was just kind of a, a, a tune that I thought would intro well. Um, because yeah, I do kind of like the, uh, the book ending of a couple bars of something. Now I don't well, want to waste a lot of our <laughs> podcast time and our listeners time listening to a song that we really like, 
But I think, especially if it's fan written, that's that's amazing. That's just such a beautiful compliment to us anyway. Well, so, okay, so I'm going to take a minute to shout him out then, if that's okay. Um, Please, we are shouting people out today. <laughs> the Soul Therapist um, says, uh, I absolutely love the podcast. Would you guys like to have some theme music? Outside of the foot world, I own and operate a recording studio. I would be honored to create something for you guys. And I'm a little bit selfish because you know how I feel about uh, the whole music <laughs> podcast. And I said, thank you so much. Actually, the podcasts that have music kind of annoy me. <laughs> but I didn't bother to check with you, and I should have. All right. Well, then, since we're of a split decision, and I've brought the idea up, we're going to put this to the listeners. Now, I'm saying... That's a great idea. That's a great idea. One, I'm saying we're going to put everything to listeners. And I didn't even get through what I want to put to the listeners. So we'll, we'll talk about that some more. But right now, here's the question. Hit us on Instagram. DM me on Twitter. Uh, it's probably the only way you can really get something that I'll see. Email us. Go to our website. There's a million ways to contact us. Hit us on FetLife. Tell us the answer to the question. Would you want the show to begin and possibly end with and maybe go to break with a few bars of music. Well, I can do play a whole song. Okay, well, I can do a few bars. Like the the shows that have a little bit of music in them are good, but I've heard some podcasts that have like almost a whole like half of a song in the beginning to where I no, feel like I need a forward. I think you know, we're both and, in agreement on that. So, yeah, yeah, but let's let's we put it to democracy let's let the followers and listeners weigh in on if they think that we would be improved with a little bit of original music and and really i gotta say whatever we decide i'm just honored that somebody offered that that is just amazing yeah um or do they like it classic just our voices uh this has always been our thing for 20 odd episodes um and we shouldn't uh, change a good thing so weigh yeah. in on that among the many, many, many other things we would love for you to weigh in on. We're always willing to take topic suggestions because we don't seem to run out of stuff to talk about, but there's nothing wrong with pushing it towards something that somebody really wants to hear about. Um, and remember that we like to kind of come back to things and one in specific that we want to come back to right now, or not right now, but we're very much intending to come back to in this part of this season is feet on film. We did not cover half a third, a 10th of what we could have covered in, um, you know, feet in Hollywood and television. So we'd love, we're definitely putting out the request right now, officially in anticipation for a planned episode. Tell us more of your favorite foot scenes in Hollywood and television. We're not talking about porn. We might right. be talking about porn later <laughs> tonight, today, this episode, but we're not talking about porn in that question. Right. No, we're talking about the uh, scenes that were um, unintentional sometimes. And, and then there are, there are some that were intentional, like they were meant to be uh, foot fetishy um, right. on film. And we, but you know, you don't have to go into the theater in a trench coat and sunglasses. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Right, yes. Like I feel like I almost lost you on that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I 
kind of 70s. Uh, no, I was drinking water. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that sort of uh, 70s Times Square, you know, the uh, the trench coat and sunglasses walking into the dingy theater. Right. Uh, shockingly, I still, I still have two within 10 miles of me. Really? Yes. And then there's a, a third one within 50 miles that is very, very upscale and does it right and and does a lot of advertising but there are still two of the 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 dirty ones and very 70s style it's it always strikes me it's funny when i see that when i drive by them we used to have a a video store um near here that had a really large room that was it was like literally the red room like they had red lighting in it Mm. oh i have (laughs) one of those too i just discovered it through Fed Life, I discovered that there is, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a video store or an adult, g- generic adult store, but they have, uh, yeah, a red room that um, is absolutely fully active. We'll put it that way. Oh, no, this one was just, it had like um, a couple of screens with something playing on them. And then everything else was like, you know, you can rent the, the DVDs or whatever. But the people were always sort of they couldn't walk in in a trench coat and sunglasses because it'd be obvious where they were going and it was i mean they had like 80s cartoons and you know all types of dvds oh oh, we're talking about like right it's a video uh, store like yeah uh, the evolution from blockbuster um, yes yes and so or any of the smaller (laughs) ones that had still had the back room for the videos that were only kept in the back room and then it had the back back room where you could watch them on site. Right. Yes. And so, so those people would kind of like wait till no one was looking and then you'd sneak in. It was like, I hate to make a Harry Potter reference here, but it was like, you know, the wall where they just like run into the wall and disappear. Like, where did that person go? Like there was a person just there and nobody really knew that there was like around the corner. There was a whole like hallway that you could go down. I think it's actually gone out of business now, to be honest. Um, and then the other couple that we have are like, basically they're, they're your megaplexes, you know, with all the, you know, I don't know, sexy stuff you can buy. It's yes. And then, and then they have the rooms in the back that, you know, people spend hours mopping up because you're, you're big box adult novelty store. Right. Yes. Um, Yeah. yeah. And the, one of the ones near me. Uh, has a room and uh, that room has a fet life page and people have hookups people have sex wow no way the back room never really appealed to me because it's always mainstream porn you know and Mm. that's again something we kind of plan to talk about some point in this episode was we've talked a lot about our friends in the who are yeah, you know, our sex worker friends in the in the content creation, um, sort of self employed kind of realm, um, but we've never really talked about foot fetish in like produced in the valley mainstream porn, or produced in the valley mainstream companies and specialized companies doing foot fetish porn. Um, and I just remember when I was growing up and developing this fetish, that didn't seem to be available. I. I don't know if it was when I was growing up. Um, I imagine that it had become more popular, but I discovered 
feet uh you know late in life so at that point we all (laughs) at that point you know we all have internet so (laughs) right and i i started my uh journey into sexuality at least through the the porn in an era with um magazines vhs tapes and eventually dvds there's yeah um with a slowly evolving internet kind of congruous to the, to the VHS era. But I was definitely, you know, more the, the adult bookstore was still something w- was you know, on the radar and that still had out. If they were an adult bookstore, that was a bookstore. You could get a copy of story of O and learn all about um, at least what was portrayed in that movie, uh, that book in, in the, the BDSM SM world. Um, but paper had foot fetish specific stuff it seemed to take a while for videotape too and it definitely was not on cinemax after dark (laughs) i think i saw like on paper and magazines and whatever um nylon fetish porn before i saw foot fetish porn or, or, or it could have been that i just didn't notice it I don't you know, know if I brought I, this up. I, I feel like I did with one of our guests. Uh, probably one of our uh, guests when we were talking Tied and Tickled. So maybe I'm leaning towards Ash, but don't quote me. Um, one of the first uh, ill-gotten, because I technically legally couldn't have even purchased it, um, porno mags that I acquired was a copy of Harmony's Love Bondage Scenes. Um, so... There are a few listeners over the age of 45 who might be going, I remember that. And then there's a lot of listeners shaking their head going, what? What is he talking? What? What's porn on paper? <laughs> They're already like, what's porn on paper? <laughs> so that was the first fetish-related porn mag I ever got my hands on. And it wasn't even my fetish. But love bondage, as as implied, was it was a sort of soft bondage. It was a sort of lingerie lace stockings and rope bondage and so i picked it up and the cover had a a lovely woman in white stockings feet exposed tied to a chair maybe and foot fetish was already what i was looking for and that is really the first time that i also saw any arousal or any interest in the bondage scene and took me a long time to explore it for myself personally as an actual tire rigor um Nah, I don't like to call myself a rigor tire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so well before uh, leg show, leg tease, any of the, well, all the foot related books were always with leg in the title. They never put foot in the title. But well, well, well before that, it was actually a bondage magazine that was the first porn magazine I found that indulged my foot fetish in any way. So do you think that it was just that you didn't like have access to it, didn't know where to look or what to look for, and that's why it wasn't? Or do you think that it's been around, it's just sort of hidden? Like, Well, I don't think the major mainstream titles of the late 90s and early 2000s that sadly maybe Lake Show is still around, I don't think those titles quite existed in the era I'm talking about. I think they popped up a little later. Um, and the, 
rest of it was left over from the 50s now being converted to sort of the coffee table book and that was all your Elmer Batters stuff I don't know if you're familiar with him I'm not but okay he's an icon that I think is worthy of a description possibly right after this break and we're back so Elmer Batters for those of you who aren't around the 50s or don't read foot fetish historical texts um although they did like to reprint one of his photos usually in a a week or a month in some of the mainstream foot fetish mags of the 90s he always gets reference mentioned and gets uh coffee table books now because we can we can be like that we can put elmer batters on our coffee table um he was a fetish photographer in i believe the 50s who absolutely designed uh yeah designed a certain look of the genre um he was i think this book is called from the tip of the toes to the top of the hose so there's another reason i like oh. him now in, th- in those cases he's referring to stockings and very much the old-fashioned full-fashioned stockings reinforced toe heel cuban heel back seam real need for garters old school because that's the era um but he had a very specific eye and created a very specific style that's been emulated the fetish community over since uh, with a certain arch of the foot and line of the toe and the arch of the foot, w- the way it stood then created a certain pop of the calf. And he was... To foot fetish photography, what a lot of people attribute um, some of the great filmmakers, um, especially Alfred Hitchcock, such an almost tyrannical perfectionist. Now it's Batters? B-A-T-T-E-R-S. Okay, okay. I've not done enough research to know if that's his given name or... Uh, a pseudonym that he shot under, but it is, yeah, Elmer Batters. Um, for anyone who wants a sort of, well, I wouldn't call it a history of foot fetish, but definitely a history lesson on uh, pinup era foot fetish photography. Oh, I love it. I just Googled it because you know me, Google. <laughs> yes, and I think his style, I think his style appeals to your sensibilities as a fetishist and maybe even your sensibilities as a photographer and model. Yes, absolutely. So he has a set of, I mean, it's art at this point and it's on sale for a lot of money. It looks like, um, and there are some really good poses that maybe we should have, you know, you should do one of these events. You know, oh, the uh, encourage a bunch of models to look at the works of Elmer Batters and reproduce them. Yeah. And bring this this new generation of content producers, self-content producers to see something that some of our older. And I, I do know that a lot of our our fans are maybe our listener fans definitely are um, fans of our Instagram pages and, and stuff like that there are a lot of the generation that will remember Elmer Batters. And I think it'd be fantastic. Well, it's going to be a great opportunity for the younger models to get some new ideas. 
you know, because the, the younger bottles that are just now starting out, they just, of course, they do their own thing, but also, um, you know, pantyhose and nylons are just now making a comeback. So they don't have these types of nylons or poses or even just backgrounds. So hmm. this may be a good opportunity for them to like. Now, co- coming across a legitimate 1950s pair of silk stockings or even some sort of reproduction could be costly, but it's inspiration not a- and interpretation, right. not imitation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I just think right now, having said this on the podcast, I'm hoping that uh, people are, well, maybe not putting down their phone, possibly pausing, possibly just making a mental note to go look this up. Um and learn something that at least Top Toast considers an important piece of the history of uh, nylon and foot fetish photography. Yeah, he's, he's, I'm gonna have to uh, do a lot. Oh, yeah, he's got great, great photography, great pictures. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go take a, I'm gonna have to really take a look and, and you know, study that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Since this has become the podcast where we're not afraid to shout people out, you you mentioned the younger generation and something else popped into my head. And I might have been something I pointed you at and you haven't had a chance to view, but uh, another podcast, this one I reached out to, uh, it was Thank You Spotify, great suggestion. A uh, little podcast, uh, I say little because of that it, it's not been running very long, um, but a newer podcast by the name of Millennial Toes. Uh, and it's it's sort of episodic, and it is a as you said a member of the younger, newer to the foot fetish generation, um, chronicling her her introduction and uh, exploration and pitfalls in jumping into this world, um, and she so does it's... with a great deal of humility. I I don't know. Does that sound offensive? Because I I think no. humility is a um... great word. She absolutely approaches this with she knows that she doesn't know half of what she hopes that she would like to know. And it it makes the podcast very just honest and she is very articulate. Uh, she took a brief hiatus and I messaged her, I guess, during that hiatus. And she said she is planning to be back just uh, like us. You know, sometimes some stuff gets in the way. Right. Um, I did get a chance to uh, to look at it. I like I said, I haven't had a chance to listen all week or for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did like that uh, it, she's using it as sort of a journaling. Yes. Uh, yes. Of her, you know, I guess ups and downs as she goes through you know, becoming a foot model. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she'll get sick of it and end it, right? But um, I do like that she acknowledges that she doesn't know it all and she's learning as she goes. And um, and I can appreciate that a lot. Um, I So, I mean, I haven't heard it, so I don't know too much about it or as much as you do. But um, the idea just sounds really great. And I think it it, like you said, it, humility is is a really good important word because um while you don't have to be a pushover or a sucker like it's it's different right um it's nice it's refreshing to know that somebody's willing to put in the work to get to where she needs to go that she doesn't come into it with two blurry pictures going pay me bitches i'm a fucking goddess right and and that's our irritation with you know 
Yeah, it is. With, so, as <laughs> with much some as of I the newer pages. To, I didn't necessarily want to go down that negative road. I guess, yes, we are saying, I am saying that she is so the opposite of that type that we spoke at length at possibly one of our most negative episodes ever. Um, <laughs> that, you know, it made me instantly appreciate her. And that's, you know, and we said that there are people who come into this with one thought and become very amazing members of the community. And there's some people who come in with the same thought and they never evolve in their thought. And it is just, fuck you pay me because somebody told me my feet could make me money on X platform. Um, Now we, again, with the disclaimer, right. If you're uh, into financial domination and that's your style and that's why you're fuck you fuck you pay me i mean that's legitimate that's fine uh i think that's not who we're you know that's not what we're talking about here um but i you know uh we are um our goal is to bring positivity to it right we want to bring it to light we want to normalize it we want to um let everybody know that we're not freaks and weirdos and that it's okay to have a foot fetish and that you can be very sexy and enjoy it and you know we enjoy all of this so at the end of the day we just want to support each other that's what we're here for that's what makes such a great community so um yeah definitely you guys should go check out her podcast and um i'm going to do the same and i trust your judgment so if you're saying that it's pretty it's good then i'm you know i'm sure it is (laughs) i think we may have to title this episode the episode with too much homework Oh, God. <laughs> please write this. Please go listen to that. Yeah. Uh, please go read this book. Yeah. We're sorry. We don't mean to create homework. You don't have to do any of this stuff. But no. we want to put stuff on the table that you might be interested in. And sometimes that might be a little beyond just us talking about something. Because if I can piggyback on it, I don't know everything about everything feet. I know right. what I like. I know what I've done and enjoyed. I know some things I've done and not enjoyed. But nobody is the uh, is-all, be-all foot expert. Um, People have called upon us to be their expert (laughs) on the foot fetish world. But yeah, I'm going to go on record and let us have that humility that we like, that we don't know everything. So sometimes we stumble across some great things in our own quest to learn more, and we really just get excited about uh, spilling it over to all of you listening. Right. And I love that we, I feel like we pick up a lot every, with every episode, like every time we have a guest or we talk about a certain subject or topic, we're learning ourselves and we're evolving. And I, I love it. I mean, I love it. So, and that's why we, we ask people um, for their feedback and not just feedback, like, um, yes I like it no I don't like it no I mean like tell us some things that you know that we may not know um you know come on the show send us some send us a voice message so that we can play it on air send us you know mail like whatever like you find a good article send shoot it over um I've had a couple of people that have sent um some really good uh YouTube channels over uh and you know, which kind of ties it back into what we're talking about, which was foot porn, that um, a lot of people, and I'm I'm assuming it's younger people, 
are using YouTube as their way to get some foot porn Mm. um, without it being too graphic. Because I think a lot of people are not, a lot of the foot fetishists are not into the very graphic stuff. Like they don't want to see dicks and pussies and, you know, tits. Like a lot of them really just want to enjoy the foot. They really want to enjoy, um, you know, their, their odor fetish. Like maybe it's not even a foot fetish. Maybe it's an odor fetish. I don't know. Um, so there's a lot of great channels with nylons on them. Um, I came across a really good shoe dangling channel. Can't remember the name of it, but it was literally video after video after video of shoe dangling with, you know, a huge fan base, which I thought was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I also know, um, and I know people involved with a lot of try on channels. Uh, Our our past guest, Lady Citra has one Uh, and try on and review channels, which is not intended to be in any way pornographic, but I think most of them are also aware that some of their, some of their viewership are people who honestly want to get advice on hosiery. And some of their viewership are just people who are enjoying the show being put on. I don't think anyone is uh, naive about that. Um, I didn't happen to come to the world of porn at a time when YouTube was the first thing available to me. So uh, mine was uh, old school uh, binary news groups and downloading one picture at a time overnight and crazy (laughs) oh man i am old so my first uh experience watching foot porn was actually where it was actually foot porn like it was you know produced it was you know they created it specifically for foot fetishists um was actually early in my marriage, I, you know, we bought, we bought a house and we moved in and we were, I was, as I was unpacking, I found a couple of DVDs in a sleeve, you know, the little clear sleeves and they didn't have titles on them. So I was like, well, I wonder what movie this is. (laughs) And I popped it in and it was obviously my husband's porn and he doesn't know this story so oh uh, this is this is interesting. Hi, honey. at some point there is a reveal <laughs> mr any is now aware if he, he may have suspected but just now confirmed <laughs> that any found his uh i porn found stash. his stash of porn <laughs> you know what uh, though i i want to credit the fact that this story doesn't seem to lead to and i went screaming at him like what the fuck why i aren't i enough why Right. No, no. Uh, you know, uh, it was, I, I didn't bring it up to him because I didn't want to embarrass him. And I don't, at that point, I think it might have, I think now at this point in our marriage, it wouldn't like, we would just laugh about it or he'd be like, let's watch it together. Oh yeah. Um, Oh my God. You found those from the nineties. I haven't seen them since the nineties. Now we got to watch them. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I think actually he mentioned it to me. I think he mentioned that, you know, because, you know, we've, I, he's always been open about his foot fetish, so it wasn't anything new. Um, and I think he mentioned that somebody, like there was a buddy at work that also had a foot fetish and he had given them to him, but we never really talked about it. And then I found them, you know, in the closet and I put them on and it was, it was, one of them was just like kind of all lesbian scenes. And the other one was, I, I want to say it was like foot jobby kind of stuff. Um, 
but I was really interested in the lesbian one because it was, it wasn't exactly a turn on to me. It was just so different. I never seen it. So it was, and I, you know, it was a blank DVD and I don't know the, who the actresses were, but I, I mean, it was like high end porn. It was very high quality. It was in like a mansion, you know, it was very, um, very well produced, I should say. And uh, it was, uh, you know, two girls making out and I thought, oh, it's lesbian porn. And then, you know, they do all the sort of things that lesbians do. And then, you know, and then the foot, foot worshiping starts and then clearly one is the giver and one is the receiver. And so the more dominant one, it turns out, was the one doing all of the worshiping. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, like in the blink of an eye, the foot is shoved up the pussy. And I was like, whoa, I was like, what's happening there? Because it went so far in that it was shocking to me. It wasn't like, uh, you know, like they were just kind of rubbing the clit. It wasn't like they were just making out and rubbing each other's feet. Like, no, it was like hardcore foot fucking. We discussed this a couple of weeks ago, and I think uh, foot fucking is not actually the term we came we went to. We, what did we call we it? We were calling it foot fisting. Foot fisting. I well, one or the other. Yeah, I know. It was obviously know what you're talking about. It was, but it was so brutal. <laughs> you know what though? That was like you know, years and years ago, I may go back and watch that now and be like, that's nothing. Like, it's not, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it was the first time I had seen something like that. So, you know, who knows? In my mind, maybe it's, you know, significantly worse than it actually was. But that was my first experience with it. And, um, you know, I, I was fine with it. I, I put it back where it was and I never mentioned it. Uh, so how many times he watched that? I don't know. I think at some point he, you know, we watched it together a couple of them. It was a couple, like two or three videos. Mm. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I remember not having a terribly hidden away, uh, foot porn in the DVD era collection. And I do remember, uh, one partner, um, deciding for that night that she was going to actually put that video on intentionally, uh, dress in some uh, lingerie and nylons, and uh, basically create a whole scene while I watched the movie and she continued to tease me. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, very, uh, in a sort of S&M, or, yeah, a, a sort of DNS way, in a sort of orgasm control way, um, just on her own. Like, kudos. We're, we're not together anymore, but kudos for that moment. Um, yeah, I so okay. Well, uh, so are you a porn? Wait, well, how much porn do you watch? How much porn do I watch? like? Are you a really big porn watcher? Like, do, like my husband loves porn. He has to, if he's going to masturbate, he has to have porn on. And mostly oh, if, if his in, porn if I'm is a situation me. where I'm going to have to take care of things for myself that particular night then yeah i'm gonna look up something on Pornhub or x hamster or i do like an audio visual stimulation if i'm gonna take care of things on my own 
So what's what would you say is the I I don't know the most memorable foot porn scene oh. that you've ever seen? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, I think I am um, I am totally guilty about just trying to find the next weird thing that's something I've never seen. So uh, it's it's yeah, I'm chasing the dragon of foot porn, as it were. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big um, porn person. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's because for me, um, a whole combination of things have to line up for me to be attracted to someone, and I don't get that from just porn. Like, looking at a dick doesn't turn me on, um, regardless how, of how beautiful the dick is. So, um, you know, I think I. I I have really good memories of porn that sort of shocked me or, you know, had some type of reaction out of me. Um, surprisingly, I, I think I like um, gay porn most of all, either male on male or female on female. I, I don't know what it is. Um, foot porn per se doesn't really do anything for me. Hmm. Well, something you brought up um, about like that giant production, um, and actually, I mentioned it sometime before the break. I said you can't find that on uh, Cinemax after out after dark. So, I think most of our uh, audience is familiar with the Cinemax after dark, aka Skinemax era of the twelve <laughs> o'clock softcore porn. Um, you know, and if you didn't have access, if you were a little younger and your parents had good cable or you didn't have access to uh, to buy your own porn. That was a nice option. It's kind of like what they joked about uh, scrambled HBO. Okay, half our audience doesn't know what scrambled television is at all. But oh, no. that's true. <laughs> so these were very vanilla porn, um, and they were always the same cast. Like maybe there was a troop of eight of them, and four to six from that troop would be in every film. And after a while, I noticed that although this was pretty mundane, um, vanilla porn, because, hey, it's Cinemax. Right. Uh, and of course, being Cinemax, you don't actually see penetration. Uh, rarely did you even, I don't think you ever saw exposed penis. Uh, a lot of implied. But what you did see for a very brief moment, but in Every one of the films, it was like it was in his contract. Evan Stone, who was the uh, the the taller, more built with the long blonde Fabio hair, at least in the heyday of it, he might have cut his hair or it might be gray by now. <laughs> Evan Stone seemed to, by contract, always get a foot worship scene. And then as we went down the rabbit hole, because I wanted I had told you about that, like those Cinemax movies always had one little foot scene, but then it just went back to being pretty vanilla. Um, well, Evan Stone is apparently the star of 200 and something triple X foot fetish, actual foot fetish films. And just probably just as many um, other fetish or straight style film. Um, so now I do, I do believe maybe it was in his contract. Like, well, I was going to say, does he does he have a foot fetish, or is he just 
you, you know, can't Google uh, does Evan Stone has a foot fetish because you just get a million <laughs> results of Evan Stone's foot fetish films. Right. Yeah. Um, so the answer is, I believe so. Um, he's definitely uh, willing to keep it on the menu because of the sheer volume of films he's done like that. Um, but I I'm did... wondering if that's if there are a lot of our listeners in maybe a, an in-between generation, maybe just a little younger than me, that might have been their first indi- uh, their their first foray into foot fetish in the, the porn world um, just because they could watch stay up late and watch Skinamax. Well, I think a lot of the um, a lot of the boys <laughs> they they used to um, get it from just plain old regular magazines. I'm I'm talking like you know the People magazine and the Mary Claire's and the freaking oh Sports Illustrated. Yeah, they the, the I think they just the, the Victoria's Secret catalog. Yes, I remember. Yeah, uh, I remember a uh, time ma- uh, Sports Illustrated that happened to come out around Olympic Winter Olympic time, and the the big spread around the article was an Olympic skater with one skate on tying and one foot in her skater tights exposed. And I remember, uh, you know, making very big note of that as a <laughs> call it a found <laughs> porn opportunity. Uh, rip that page off and stash it away in between the mattress. (laughs) I'm going to not comment on that. (laughs) Maybe after this break, I'll uh, decide whether or not I can answer that. Okay, so... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We are back. (laughs) I was going to say that we're going to let you off the hook. We're going to let Top Toast off the hook and we're not going to make him <laughs> explain, uh, you know, what he used to keep in between his mattress <laughs> all those years ago. I will say I never ripped a page out of a Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Very specifically out of a Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Very specifically not a, never ripped a page out of that particular one I discussed. Um. But yeah, so uh, I came across uh, an article recently, and I didn't get to read the whole thing, but it was essentially uh, porn stars, the porn industry, complaining about um, how all of these, um, you know, home-made, home-produced videos, um, clips, and things like OnlyFans were were starting to put them out of business. Um, Well, I think to some degree at their own urging. Um, I know anecdotally and and from listening to some other podcasts, there was a push for a lot of sex workers to want to take control of their content and not do these, these contract things and these studio contracts and want to um, be their own boss. Um, Well, it gives them the freedom to do things that they like to do. Because although I feel that, you know, in the porn industry, there is, you know, a lot of exploitation. There's also a lot of um, really great opportunities for women that 
you know, really want to do that, um, that really enjoy doing that for a living. It's just that, you know, um, they can't get the right amount of work or paid enough if they only do A, B, and C, but they don't do, you know, whatever, the rest of it. So, um, so it's, I think it's, it must be very liberating to be able to make the money that you want to make by doing the things that you enjoy. So, you know, if, uh, you know, being double penetrated is not your favorite thing in the world, (laughs) Uh, but you have to do it because you want to do these other things, then it must be really liberating and, and you know, to be but able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to do whatever. So also um, our particular brand of porn, I think you touched on a little bit, uh, lends itself a little better to uh, videos that don't require a partner. Uh, and that gets into a little more of an interactive kind of thing. Uh, for a while, Chatterbait and other cam um, channels became, or websites became very, very popular where instead of watching a, a model, a sex worker, a porn star, whatever term you choose to use, um, have sex with another person, it becomes a more point of view, interact with your audience, imagine you're there as part of it. Um, and it in the foot fetish world that works very, very well. And I think a lot of the people who might've been interested in getting into more of the traditional, uh, who would be willing to get into the traditional porn studio realm realized they don't really need to have. Yeah. Everybody bugs you about, you know, throwing up a foot job video every once in a while, but there's so, so much where you can do that direct interaction that personalized, customized, that commands very well is satisfying to the purchaser, is satisfying to you, and you don't need to be, pardon my French, fucking some random dude. Right. Yeah. And you don't need to, you know, well, I mean, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're, if you're doing it on OnlyFans or some or clip for share or anything or something like that. You do have to share a portion of your earnings, but not as much as you would if you were, you know, in a studio and if it were. But still your contents on your own terms. Now, yeah, no matter what, somebody's taking a cut from you or there's the cost of doing business in, in anything. Um, I've talked to some people in the, uh, in the content producer world who are slowing down because they're realizing that all their accessory costs, they weren't counting them in their business model initially. You know, yes, I get a custom request for a video of this pose and this, maybe an, an ignore JOI in a certain type of hosiery and boom, you've got the instant cost of having to buy that certain type of hosiery. And I think, so there's always a cost to doing business. Right. Um, but, in the self-declared model, can we call it that? Um, yeah. And I don't mean model as in foot model. I mean model of doing business as a sex worker. You definitely avoid the, well, this studio is producing this ass fuck video today. And you don't have to answer the question, do I do ass fuck videos? You choose the type of content you do. Um and then it's either direct sale, custom, or um, 
pre-made, which then falls into just almost like the regular, you know, that's your clips for sale. Well, I think that it's become so popular because, you know, also they get to interact with this person, um, you know, and you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be able to get that from the porn star. You'd have to watch whatever she puts out or whatever her, her, you know, studio puts out and, uh, and then you don't get to interact with that person in this way. It's very personalized. And so, which, which bothers me, which is why it bothers me when sometimes, um, during the negotiation of a custom, um, men, and I'm going to say men because men are the ones who buy, um, they'll say, no, that's too much. I only pay, you know, $20 for a custom or whatever. Or they'll say, no, no, I don't want a five or 10 minute video. I really just need one minute. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, and this is why I don't do, you know, anything less than five minutes because yes, it might be one minute or two, but you're still getting all that stuff together. Whether Mm. it's for an hour or five minutes, you're still your lighting, your camera, your stand, your clothes, you know, I can even say as a photographer that the effort to set up a 10 picture shoot is really no different from the effort to set up a 600 picture shoot. The only thing that the only thing changes duration, but uh, costs and effort don't change. Right. So, you know, you, you think, well, it's only, you know, two minutes as opposed to 10 minutes and it should be a huge price difference, but yeah, no, it's still, you know, and the studio system has it over, the individual model system on being able to crank out a 90 minute feature and having the, the means and everything else to crank out a 90 minute feature. Uh, but, you know, I think the audience is changing, it, especially in our subset of the, the porn viewing audience that the foot fetishists, they have found now this new thing where they can, have direct interaction or the the illusion of direct interaction not everybody mm-hmm. directly talks to um but personalized or the illusion of personalized interaction based instead of watching somebody else do what you want to do to that model to that porn star to that sex worker you get to experience them personally and directly and i think it does seem to be the new yeah. The new mode, the new yeah. moves. Mm-hmm. Now I get I get both. Um, I get people who want, um, sort of you know just me, just individual attention from me, and then I get those that are just constantly harassing me about wanting to see me doing stuff with my husband, and then I get those that really complain when I even mention my husband. You know, like it ruins the fantasy. But you know, at the end of the day. I'm married and I do, you know, and we're not in an open marriage. So I have, you know, I, I, there are things that I'm very limited and, uh, you know, uh, it's always funny to me when I post like a picture of my husband, uh, my feet on my husband's chest or something like that. And then I get that one dude saying, I don't fucking want to see that shit. Like I don't see your fucking husband's chest or your, his six pack or whatever. And I'm like, 
I, what's going on there? Are you just, you know, hating on him because he's so gorgeous? Or are you jealous because you thought I was yours? Like, what's happening there? Annie, you have a very, very <laughs> difficult type walk, tightrope to walk. Uh, you have to balance the illusion, which is part of what anyone in the, in the sex work trade, it's all illusion, with part of your very identity being an honesty and the illusion appeals to some of your fans and the honesty appeals to others right yeah so you're never going to satisfy both as long as you're playing both sides of it um except for people like me who don't want to pretend that you're somebody else we're i'm just friends with you (laughs) then again i'm not buying stroke material from you so it's not a not an issue right yeah um, but I mean, it's, it just, I, uh, it's difficult to please everyone. And also because uh, producing content is not my sort of main focus. Like it's just, yeah, you know, I, I post what I post because I like it. I, it's not about like, well, let me see what, you know, what spank material am I going to produce for you guys today? And, and, you know. And there are times when I feel like that, like I feel like being a tease and I'll uh, put something together, but, um, you know, which is why I say no to customs so much because I just don't have the, the drive, the time, or, you know, I I just want to, don't want to put that much effort into um, creating that. I mean, it's just so time consuming. If you're doing it, if you're producing custom content and you're, producing quality custom content it's very time consuming and a lot of people think that you just pull out your phone and start recording and that's not it at all so back to the article though i'd be curious you you said you didn't finish it but i'm pretty certain based on the way it was laid out that there was no um op-ed as it were from the sex workers who left the studio adult film industry to pursue the self-content production style model of things. Um, that article you're reading you know, it is Instagram destroying porn, if I can shorten it. Right. It's obviously yes. written by, for, and from the perspective of the people still involved in right. the studio system. The porn industry, yes. Yeah. It yes. was some producer probably. So, yeah, some uh, producer who in, this, <laughs> in the new world order doesn't have a job. Right. <laughs> Although, actually, I think that's almost my job. Well, yeah, but, you know, you're not, I mean, it's not your business. It's not your job. It's not your nine to five. You're not trying oh, to make it your not. nine to five. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if it were your livelihood, perhaps you'd be, mm. you know, is, I don't know. Is one thing killing the other or is the whole model evolving is, is the way I want to pose the question. And I think the answer is skewed a little bit for us because of the nature of the type of adult content we're talking about. I say, uh, you know, pay for your porn, right? So uh, buy, subscribe, uh, fucking order that DVD or book or whatever the hell is going to do it, but pay for it. I think as long as you're paying for it, it doesn't matter, like, so that, you know, that is the question, is Pornhub and X hamster killing the studio system? 
because right? I've heard yeah. that in actuality, they're what's keeping the studio system open because it's the studios actually putting most of that stuff on there and then getting paid back for ad revenue because no one buys DVDs anymore. Well, or they do the whole like, um, you know, they'll they'll put a, a a little clip on Pornhub and then redirect them to their website where they could download the longer video or the you know mm. whatever. So yeah, I I don't know. I just it's think interesting question, and maybe one of our fans has an answer to it. Um, and I think I'd like to circle back. I think you wanted to circle back as well to. Uh, that that whole encouraging fan interaction, um, because wasn't there another specific topic you that I glossed over that you wanted to actually hear from our fans on? Um, what did I want to hear? Well, I mean, I you I called it hear... the, the the scenes. Oh, the sexy foot scenes in real life. <laughs> yes, yes. So. so... We're going to talk about, you know, uh, sexy foot scenes in Hollywood, in on film and TV shows and even books, if you want to bring that up. But I thought it would be a good idea to hear from our listeners about actual sexy foot scenes, like things uh, foot fetishes would enjoy, like things that almost start off like porn but actually happen to you in real life. So sort of a sort of a writing term, in You're not using the term scene in the in the film sense. You're using the term scene in the BDSM sense. A a series but, of sexual events that uh, that has a sort of storyline to it. So let's not call it a scene. Let's call it um I I don't know like a real lived out fantasy, I guess. Um, you remember a real how sex, people a, a real use... foot fetish experience, like I described, where my ex had um, basically put together a whole foot fetish experience. Yes, that that really had sort of a almost a storyline or, or an event to it. Um, yeah, more more than I sucked my girlfriend's toes, or I like to suck my girlfriend's toes. We'd like you to to reach out to us and say. Here's that time when I was rubbing my girlfriend's feet and it went here and it went here and she said this. Well, and then and then remember we we put out a um like I I can't remember what type of question we put out, but I remember we put out a question and we got a bunch of ant stories back, right? And so one of them I didn't believe. Like he told me the whole story. He said that he uh, told his girlfriend that he had a foot fetish and then um, his girlfriend was okay with her, you know, him messing with her feet. And then she told her aunt about it and was like, he likes feet. And then the aunt let him play with her feet. And I was like, and then the sister let him worship their feet. So he's here worshiping the, the girlfriend, the sister and the aunt all at the same time, uh, different times. And like from now on, that's what he does. And I was like, shut up. That did not happen. <laughs> like, like, I quit making shit up. Like, and then it turns out the girlfriend started her own foot page. I'm not going to call her out on it. So I'm not going to shout her out. But she started her own foot page. And she does have really adorable feet. And I asked her. 
because he said, hey, my girlfriend started or my girlfriend's sister started her own set page. So I reached out to her and I asked her and I said, hey, uh, so how come you started your foot page? And she told me the story, you know, that her sister's boyfriend liked feet. And then, you know, he told her she had beautiful feet and that she should start a page. And then I without telling her what he had told me, she told me the whole story and it was exactly as he had said. Okay. And I was like, what are, the odd, what are the chances of that shit happening? And that's the kind of stuff that I want to hear. Tell so, us. Yes, listeners, if you want to be anonymously famous, or if you tell <laughs> us that you want uh, to have a name or a screen name attached to the story, we can do that too, either way. But if there's a story that you would like to tell us to relay to the all of our listeners here um please reach out to us uh i think it could be a lot of fun i know if i was not the podcaster and i had a a fun story of that nature that i think would be kind of cool to hear my story told especially in an anonymous way i think that that would kind of make it uh really kind of interesting What's well, like, you know, like the people that used to write into Playboy, you know, and like <laughs> Exactly. This is this is our Playboy letters moment. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. We just like 25 minutes to get to something we could have explained in apparently two words. Playboy well, letters. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yes, we want to talk about sexy foot scenes in Hollywood, you know, portrayed by actors and on TV. But I also want to hear your sexy foot scenes that happened in real life. That's because so... it's a pervert. <laughs> no, I mean, they're interesting. Like what, you know, like somebody once asked me, what would happen if I, if I saw you like change your shoes and you were wearing socks and I said, hey, I'll give you, you know, 20 bucks for your socks right now. And, and I was like, even before my foot fetish page, I would have said, you want my socks? Why? <laughs> what are you going to do with them? Is what I would say. <laughs> and then he would explain, well, I like, I like to smell them. And I'd be like, why? Like, I would totally have a car. I would go out for coffee with this guy and then sell him my socks. That totally, I mean, that's, yeah. So All I'm right. a curious person and uh, so, I'm a little bit pervy. Yes. <laughs> so let's, um, uh... Before this runs so long that people disconnect or their bathwater runs cold. Um, <laughs> we told you a whole bunch of things we would love for you to reach out to us and tell us about. And you can do that. The easiest way to do that is to go to ohthosetoes.teamtoptoes.com. There you're going to find links to every one of our podcasts and every one of our platforms where you can message us, our emails where you can message us. It's the best point of contact for us. Uh, links to people who have been in other shows with us uh, and links to places where we've appeared on people's shows. Um, shortly, the full details of the third foot party will also be posted there, but you're the first to hear it right now. May 22nd is the, is that the Saturday? Yes. That's the Saturday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, at 10 PM Eastern seven Pacific and other time zones as well. Yeah. Any, I mean, any, any closing thought? No. Uh, I mean, thank you so much for, for joining us and listening to us 
ramble. Yeah, this one was kind of rambling. It was either rambling or a whole bunch of things packed into one. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time coming up with a title for this one. Um, <laughs> but as always, we, we thank you for listening. We love our fans. I can't say enough. We want to hear from you because we really do love you all. And for those of you who might have been masturbating to our voices right now, you're welcome. Very welcome. <laughs>